In 2012, I made a decision that would prove to be fortuitous in 2020 when the pandemic hit. That decision? To make my entire business remote. This means not only do we offer a remote option for every service we deliver, but my entire team, from employees to freelancers, are remote. I made this decision because at the time, my husband traveled the globe, I had two young children, and I wanted to be home with them. Plus, I didn't want who I worked with and where I worked to be limited by geographical boundaries. This decision has served me well for the past decade, and it made it really easy to pivot when the pandemic hit. But I was at a top advisor conference recently and realized that many leaders do struggle with this idea of remote employees. So I asked my friend, Andrea Schlapia, founder of Ironstone Consulting, a company who specializes in practice management for advisors and entrepreneurs, to join me today to discuss why, as a leader, it's critical you get comfortable with remote work And I asked her to share her top secrets for effectively leading a remote team. Andrea is passionate about helping business owners gain control, boost morale, and grow their business. So I'm super excited to have her here, and you're going to learn a lot from this episode. Let's get to it. Hi, I'm Deirdre Van Nest, and you're listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. I created this podcast because I'm obsessed with helping financial professionals and entrepreneurs like you express yourself in a way that attracts and wins you more business. Plus, I want to help you make a huge impact on the lives of others. That's why each episode is packed with actionable strategies to help develop your speaking, storytelling, and content creation skills. Skills that allow you to effortlessly make emotional connections with your ideal clients. I'm so excited to take you on this journey because when you learn these skills, your influence and your impact will be limitless. Let's jump in to today's episode. So Andrea, you were at that conference with me and we started talking about how there's still some resistance and fear around remote teams. And from our experience, remote teams actually open up a world of opportunities. So I said, let's do a podcast to help my listeners get comfortable with this new way of working. Because the truth is, if you're not willing to provide at least some remote option, you will not be competitive when it comes to hiring. So today, let's start with the mindset a leader needs to embrace and effectively lead a remote team. Deirdre, thank you so much for inviting me to be on the podcast. I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of things with you. I know it's going to be fast and furious, but I want to just share too that I started Ironstone in 2008. Uh, From the very beginning, we have been remote to open up the opportunity for top talent, regardless of location, but there's so many critical elements. And so that leads us right into the mindset shift. And I want to help your listeners and your business owners to really think about going beyond thinking about the hours. This is from hours to output. Mm. 
shifting your mind from the hours in the chair. So if it's a 30 hour week, a 40 hour week, whatever it is, just because you're sitting in a chair in an office, doesn't mean that you're productive. So shift your mindset to the output that you want for all of the roles, responsibilities, all the people that are on your team to really start tracking and having accountability in a different way than just hours. Hours are honestly meaningless. You know what I love about what you're saying, and, and I'm going through this with my team now, really trying to be just objective about here's the things we want done by a certain time. Here are the outputs, like you said. Exactly. I love that. Rather exactly. than, oh, how many hours a week did you work? Like it doesn't really matter how many hours a week you worked if you're not getting things done. And I don't care if one of my team works two hours and they get everything I want done, then good for them if you figure out how to do that. That's exactly right. And that's what I say to my team members. So if you can think about it this way and just break it down, we get so caught up in titles. So if I can shift your mindset also to think about the functions that you have on your team, what are the functions regardless of title? Because you can say vice president, you can say financial advisor, you can say insurance agent. I don't care what your title is, but what are the functions on your team? And then what are the roles and responsibilities of that function? So from that perspective, if you said, okay, I'm going to speak in my financial advisor language, right? You can say the titles of client service and financial advisor and paraplanner, business owner, all of those elements. But if you said you're in charge of marketing, you're in charge of business development, you're in charge of operations, you're in charge of client service. Those are functions. And then the roles and responsibility underneath those functions, that's going to help you to get the right people in the right seat. We can add the titles on later, but who is ultimately accountable for the client service, the marketing, the business development, the operations, the compliance, those are all critical functions that somebody's got to be accountable for. And what are the expectations around that? That helps you get to the output versus the hours that someone happens to just sit in that chair. I love it. You know how people buy based on emotion and then they back their decision up with logic? Well, this means if you don't make an emotional connection with your ideal clients, no one's buying anything, not you, your products, your services, or ideas. And that's where we at Crazy Good Talks come in. We give you tools and strategies to make emotional connections with your ideal clients so that you can quickly build trust. So to do that, I want to offer you a free resource I just created for you. It's an identify your story guide. Stories are one of the most powerful ways to make emotional connections with your clients. But many professionals come to us saying, I don't even know what my stories are. This guide will help you identify the two most important stories you need to have in your business. So go on over to crazygoodtalks.com right now to grab your guide. Okay, so for mindset then, your first step is you want to shift from worrying about hours worked to output delivered. Correct. Right? You got and then it. why? Before we go into your strategies for effectively leading a remote team, why is this important? Like, Why does a business owner really need to embrace this and come to terms with this new remote reality. You are not going to attract top talent if you mm. don't have some form of remote offering. I know that not every business can function 100% remote. I was just talking to a financial advisor yesterday and they said, you know what? I'm really struggling with the aspect of thinking about offering remote. We've been so isolated and we want to come back together. 
the togetherness everyone wants as as well, but offering some portion of remote is so critical. If you are 100% not remote, you will no longer, I guarantee this, and I, I can't even emphasize this enough and use the word guarantee, you will not be an employer of choice if you do not offer some form of remote. And when I say some form of remote, what I mean is, again, not 100%. It's dependent upon where you're at in the world, um, what kind of service offering you have, what kind of client experience that you want. I have a client that's in Washington, D.C., and they want to be 90% remote because of the traffic. Their clients don't want to drive into their office. I have other offices that are in the suburbia and it's not a problem to get into their office and they want to come together. So they have a much lesser degree of remote offering. Um, One of the strategies that I found really effective and that is starting to be a trend across the industry of employers is utilizing remote much like how you function and think about paid time off or vacation. And I I so don't want it to correlate with time off and vacation because remote is not time off or vacation, but I want you to correlate it to the accrual aspect of it. Just like if you're, you know, let's say zero to five years, you get four days of remote a year. And then five to 10 years, you get six days of remote a year. And then 10 years plus you get 12 days of remote a year. So if you really think about the breakdown that I just said, a 10-year plus would get 12 days of remote in an entire year. The 5 to 10 person would get six days of remote per year. And then a newer zero to five years would get four days of remote per year. So that's a quarterly offering, that's an every other month offering, and that's a once a month offering. How that really shakes out into your world depends upon, again, where you're at in the world, what your experience is for your clients, uh, but consider it of accruing it in that way. If you don't want to go a high level of remote, like the example I gave you with that that client I have, that's 90%. We want to be in a remote status. Yeah, I love it. So remote's like a reward. Exactly. Um, so I love, I love that idea. Uh, and I would, though, encourage you, if you're listening, to think about like, don't use that as a fallback, I guess, is what I'm thinking, right? That's right. Like, try to try to think about how you actually could offer more remote than, than that. And I That's think, right. I think part of that is just doing it and then really making your hiring process robust. So you're getting self-starters and you're getting people that are going to exceed and excel in that environment. Without question. And there's so many tools. And I know we're going to talk about the tools of, of uh, how to successfully be in a remote environment. But if again, if you're just not offering it up front, think about a, a work from home opportunity is part of your benis- benefit package now. Yes. It must be a part of that. So, you know, the table stakes are 401k and health and vision and uh, sick leave and profit sharing and education um, and tuition reimbursement and th- those types of things. Those are table stakes anymore, but this is going to be really critical to be considered as a benefit to come join your practice and your business. Yeah. 
I know for us, we just hired our business manager and we went through a nationwide uh, search and we were remote. And the person we ended up hiring saying that was one of the, you know, one of the main things or a couple of reasons why she was attracted to us. She was already in a, in a great position, but it was not a remote position. And when she saw we were remote, I mean, she was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is perfect. I've been wanting to transition to that. And it made us so much more competitive. And I think people are willing to overlook other benefits that you may or may not offer. I think they're willing to even, you know, give up maybe some, some financial compensation if you're offering remote. I mean, it really gives you, a, it really is a benefit that people want. There is a dollar amount attached to that, actually, this intangible. And it allows you to, off, uh, like you said, hire top talent. Like I always say, I hire for talent, not for location. That's right. Absolutely. And and I think just the flexibility of what I'm doing air quotes now of what yeah. your benefits are, it really is dependent upon the candidate. Know and have that absolute, you know, job description already defined before they walk in the door, know what your benefits are, but be flexible in what they are based upon what you just said, Deirdre, so many people are forfeiting actual hard dollars in their bank account Mm -hmm. versus if you will give me remote options. Okay, great. So now that we know the, the why right around the mindset you need to have going from hours work to output and the why, right? Being competitive, being able to attract top talent. And also, you know, you, you will have a little more flexibility on salary and other benefits that you offer. What are top tips? Someone has said, okay, Andrea, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do this remote thing. What are some of your top tips for effectively leading your team in this remote environment? Number one, make communication your top priority. I cannot Mm. stress this enough. Um, If your presence is not physically in the office, your presence online needs to be visible. So what is your communication outlet? There are so many different software systems when I say this, from Slack to Microsoft Teams to Zoom, chat rooms, all the all the like. There's not anything that's a specific platform that's better than the other. The key is finding what is the communication platform that this team, your team, your business, that you guys all are willing and able to use. Because again, presence in the chair, visible you're there. It's the assumption that you're working, but no presence out of sight, out of mind. So higher level of communication, more purposeful, more proactive is absolutely critical as a part of being remote. I know that, you know, when my team members, we use Slack um, and I know when I can see my team members, there's an away option on it or a do not disturb. We know when we're in meetings, we know when we're no longer at the desk, it is more effortful, mm. but it is so critical because assumptions creep in when I can't get a hold of you or you know I throw a question out and there's no response for an hour or two. Are you really working? Are you here? So that you know head trash starts coming in. If you will, of saying, "Mm, they're not working. They're not here. They're, you know, messing around. I love that. I love that. I hadn't really thought about that. And I've had that with my team who I trust them implicitly, but if I, you know, if I can't get a hold of them, I'm like, Oh, like I, I think more like, Oh, I don't want to be bothering them. Like they're in the middle of something right. Versus knowing 
oh, okay, they have this time blocked off for this project or they're in mm-hmm. this meeting. It just helps me to know so I can actually time when to reach out to them. So yep. I love that. That's exactly. And it's it's just the, and the more team members that you have, the more critical this is. Because again, it's, it's just all of a sudden those little assumptions come in if I can't get a hold of someone. And it's not to say that you have to be at the ready every single right. moment of the day. Right. What, where the challenge becomes is the lag time if you can't get a hold of someone and that you're not aware that they're not at their desk or something's changed in the calendar and, and just those assumptions fall into place. So I can't stress that enough. Huge, huge element of the successes around working remote. So do you find, sorry, before we go on, I have a question about this. Do you find with Slack, does that tend to be like, oh my gosh, it's just one more platform I have to manage and communicate on? Like, how do you make that not be this water cooler? You want it to be the water cooler, but not a water cooler where people are gathered around it all day long and no one can get work done. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if and uh, you think about not even Slack, but even your email notifications and like the bell is always dinging and all of a sudden Pavlov's dog and I'm looking at, you know, my email and then I'm looking at Slack and then I'm looking at Microsoft Teams. I'm looking at Zoom, all of those things, key in all of this, turn off your sound, <laughs> mm-hmm. turn off mm-hmm. your sound on your computer and you still can see those little notices pop up on your your Slack application or your Microsoft Team application, whatever your whatever your communication method is. Um, and it, there is the you know definite concern for a lot of folks of like it's just one more platform to learn. So you know not to go down the CRM and the client database mode, but and, yeah. and tech stack. But tech stack is a huge conversation, another whole topic that we could get into. But all of the things technology-wise, they need to integrate and talk to each other um, so that you have like a central hub of things so that you don't have so many different places to look. Um, I think the one thing that we found and so many different offices and teams and business owners that we work with, why Slack they seem to prefer is because it breaks it down into the different channels. That's Slack language. So you can break down things into different topics. So you could have a marketing topic and a compliance topic and a technology topic and client updates so that you are speaking about specific content mm-hmm. p- based upon the channel instead of one just long running chain of conversation and then have to scroll back and look and try to find this. It's better than email for sure, because email could be considered one long chain. And what was that, what we said about the marketing thing? So this right. really helps tie into if you have a project management tool that ties into your communication tool, those are really helpful as well. And a lot of project management tools have communication um, methods within them, you know, monday.com and Asana and Trello Mm -hmm. and all of those have communication elements inside of them. So that may be, so I can't, I can't stress enough, test out different platforms to see what you like. That's going to be the key because guess what? If everybody doesn't use it, it also doesn't work. Right. Exactly. Communication, be purposeful on your communication. And then ultimately, what is the technology method and platform that you want? And everybody's on the same page, traction of using it, because it's only as good as the people that put effort into it. So if everybody's not buying into that, then it's going to make it a challenge as well. 
Okay, great. So the first tip is to is to really be intentional with your communication and make sure you have that central hub where everybody can communicate. Absolutely. What's number two? Number two, productivity. And this is the output, right? So remember we talked about hours and the mindset shift from hours to output productivity. What are the things that have to be done in this week? So ultimately, what are your rocks? What is your scorecard that you're keeping track of? One of the great things that my team does and a lot of other business owners and clients that we have is a daily debrief email. And it's just the FYIs to say, hey, here, by the way, here's what's happened that you need to know about. It's not, I took this many client calls or answered this many emails. It's really about these are the things that you need to know. By the way, FYI, these things were set up. This happened with this client. These are the extreme or not extreme things that is, again, FYI. A lot of people have incorporated that one extra step. So think about in a traditional office where at the end of the day, you might wrap up and you write yourself some notes and prep for tomorrow. It's that same thinking, but it's now via email so that you can go back and go, okay, here's my prep. And whomever needs to have that um, sent to, it's not a like a all users in your business and your company to send it out, but who are the people that need to know that information? I know my team sends those you know, to me um, and we keep each other in the loop and it just helps take away all of, oh, wait a minute, what about? But that's also what that project management tool is for as well. So it, it kind of ties into both. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. So I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. So daily, actually daily sending, and this could be short. And I imagine I like to communicate verbally so I could just send a short loom video. I love loom. I love yes. sending videos. So I could even send a short loom video at the end of each day to my team on anything that they need to be updated on. A lot of times we, we, you know, we are communicating, but then we'll save things for our L10. We'll talk about EOS before we wrap up because uh, that's EOS language. But I think what you're saying is you can do some of this earlier on in the week, not necessarily have to wait to your weekend L10 meeting. That's exactly right. I That's really exactly like that right. idea. Okay, and cool. depending I'm upon, pull and again, I know we're going to go EOS, yeah. but your weekly meeting may be at the front end of the week. It may be at the end of the week. So it just depends upon, I know ours is at the beginning of the week and we have that. And then we have debriefs throughout the week. Some of the team members, you know, maybe more project-based. Like I have a team member that she does graphic design and our social media and, and not necessarily client facing. So she does a debrief just once a week because it's a different thing that she's focused on. So again, take these ideas, make them work in your world. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, take what you like and dump the rest. Yeah. I love it. Okay, good. What's number three? Set a routine set a routine, set a routine. <laughs> Some people are not great at working from home because all of a sudden you can walk out of the, the room that's work. And all of a sudden you can start doing laundry and you can do this and walk the dog. And, and not to say that you shouldn't do those things, but think about that's on a break or a lunch hour. So it's so critical to have a routine to be successful so that you can remain focused during your, and I'm again doing my air quotes of your work time um, so that you don't get off track and get distracted. But part two of that routine is that you also create boundaries between work and real life of personal life um, because you will get burnt out. I guarantee you it's way easier to work because 
you're two floors down or in another room down the hall, um, it's a lot easier to work till 11 o'clock at night uh, because you can just walk in there. So routine is really critical for a successful remote experience for you to maintain your energy level, take breaks and balance between. So if you usually or previously drove to work and listened to an audiobook, maybe you'd literally get in your car and you drive a mile or two and come <laughs> back and drive in and it mentally makes you think that you're at work. I have a lot of teams, business owners um, that do exactly that, or they get fully dressed into work clothes Yes. So, and walk out of your house, walk around the block and walk back in until you are comfortable with remote. Those are some really key things to help you get into that flow. Again, I've been remote since 2008 and the, my 20 something plus career path in the financial industry has been remote since 1992. So I've been working in that space and it's just my normal. It's not everybody's normal. Well, it is now more so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. One of, one of the things that I do actually is I could work at home, but I've chosen to have an office outside my home because I love that separation between work and home. So mm-hmm. for the first part of my entrepreneurial career, I was at home and I found that challenging to turn myself off. Like it was, it just, like you said, it just, everything spilled. There was no you know, and then I'd end up walking into my office and I'd be like, I hate this room in the house. Right. It just, it just wasn't, it it wasn't great. And then everyone's doing their own thing. And it was, you know, it's hard to stay focused. And so I've had an office for quite a long time and I, I just love it. And my husband's funny every day. He's like, you going to the office tomorrow? I'm like, sure am. This is, I mean, this is where I go. Like, like when am I not? I mean, once in a while I'll work from home, but it's really, it's really unusual that I'll actually work in our home office, even though I'm remote, I choose to have an office. And so from a, if you're listening to this, you might choose to do that. That might help you do your best work. It certainly helps me do my best work. And I think if you, if you are an employee versus an employer, you know, and you know, you could do better work at a co-working space, go, go, go price it out. See how much that would be and uh, approach your employer, because I would rather my teammate be in an environment where they can do their best work than always be distracted because they're at home, even if it might cost a little bit more. So I, I would 100% say, don't, agree. right. Don't be afraid to explore those options. And if you're an employer, don't think because you can work from home means you should work from home. Right. That's right. Go, there's so many co-working spaces now. So I work in a great co-working situation. I have my own office inside a co-working space, which means I don't have to worry about having, you know, filling up a floor of an office building. I have my one single office within this, within this co-working space. So I have people I can talk to as soon as I open the door and can collaborate with, but uh, I don't have the burden of of having to rent a whole space and have a, you know, a triple net lease for three years or something like that. That's right. And and many yeah. business owners and entrepreneurs are ch- shifting and changing what their office environment looks like for that very reason and going to co-working space to give the client experience. My, uh, you know, example that I gave of the, the 90% uh, out of the office, they're moving to a more of a co-working space than all of the real estate that they were leasing um, mm. and changing their entire business in how it used to look physically for that very, very reason. Yeah, that's great. Okay. What's another one? I do want to make sure we have time for EOS, but I think EOS really helps you be a better remote 
team in general. Um, but do you have another specific remote tip or do you want to hop into EOS? No, absolutely. I would love to. I want to stress that there must still be purposeful in-person meetings. Mm, Pur- more about that. P- purposeful in-person meetings me- because the togetherness, we're made to come together as yeah. human beings. So the purposeful aspect of it, not to just be in the office and again, I'm using my air quotes yet again, day, regular day working, but the teams and the businesses that we have the pleasure and privilege to work with, we help them institute what we call a development day so that you can come together, you close the doors to clients and that you work on the business, not just the regular every single day. So if you're a heavy remote crew, then I would encourage you to have these closed office days. If you're not so heavy remote and it's just partial, still want to encourage you to have these development days where you're closing the doors, coming together, but it is that purposeful togetherness is the absolute key. Whether it's closed door or everybody's going to work in the office this week, then let's make those purposeful times when we are connecting and getting together to bring that camaraderie, to have that cohesiveness, highly functional group of people, because you still do need that interaction in person. And what do you do? Like my team, for example, I have one person in Illinois. So I'm in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. So I've got someone in Illinois, someone in South Carolina, someone in Tennessee. So we're clearly not doing this on a regular basis. Right. I mean, what's an ideal cadence for perfect question. And that, yeah. and now you've, your example is the same exact example of my team because everybody's mm. spread out. So yeah. we're more purposeful mid-year and end of year. Okay. We have a full week mid-year and end of year. So I'm, okay. I want you to hear what I'm saying. A full week, yeah, say, wow. right? A full week, mid-year and end of year, because we're not together at all, because we are 100% remote. Think about it from that perspective versus on a monthly basis. You know, the, the businesses that we work together with, the best and highest rate of implementation success, they're doing their development days, closed door clients to closed door to clients on a monthly basis. For those okay. folks that are on a 100% remote, everybody scattered throughout the country, yeah. right? Or wherever in the world, that's when you want to consolidate the time. Maybe it's quarterly and it's two days. Maybe like we have again, mid-year and end year, and it's longer amounts of time. So take the concept and the idea and help it and make it work, I should say, within your environment. There's no silver bullet here, but it's take that concept and what is the frequency that's going to work best for you? Some people say, you know what, let's just do it at the end of the year and let's do it for a full week versus having it mid-year and end-year. Some people want it once a quarter. Yeah. Yep. So figure out what works for you. Exactly. Okay, that's great. I love exactly. this. Um, so before we jump into talking about what EOS is and how that can really help with remote teams, I do have one question about your first tip about the communication and making mm-hmm. sure that that's primary. Of course, my brain, you know, crazy good talks were all about how do you connect emotionally with your client, right? How do you make that emotional connection? So I'm sitting here thinking, well, I think that's an, ele- an element that needs to be thought about is you have to be intentional also about making that emotional connection. I want to know what your thoughts are. And that, that can look different, but I, but I think it's about making yourself maybe even more human 
than you have thought about making yourself before in a work environment. Does, does that make sense, Andrea? And what are Absolutely. your thoughts around that? Absolutely. Yeah, me. I mean, it's, yeah. it's easy to turn on the virtual background and look, everything's perfect and nothing's wrong. And, you know, I've got everything you know, perfect and, and in the line and organized. And you know what? Real life is not that way. So yeah. let's step into the danger of conversation around what's right. not working. So one of the things I encourage my owners and, and team members, regardless of where they're at in, in the lineup, let's talk about what's working and what's not working. That's what yeah. I ask my team literally every week. Okay, guys, what's working? What's not working for you? What do we need to improve? How do we fix it? What can I do better as a team member? And how can I communicate better with you? I cannot stress enough asking the question of what do I need to do to help you to do your job better this week is so valuable, that. is so valuable because you have no idea what's going on for that person, yeah. even more when you're in that remote aspect. So being vulnerable, asking the question, being willing to step into maybe an uncomfortable conversation to address something that looks maybe off or somebody's not communicating at a level that they were and say, Hey, what's going on in your world? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have no idea. And we have less and less information when you're in a remote environment, because this little box that you and I are looking at each other right now, it looks pretty, doesn't it? But yeah, have no idea. A- I'm remodeling my office. So if I turned off this virtual background, you would see a much different picture lady. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And I think also like, like in the beginning of our leadership team meeting, we do a segue where we all go around and we talk about like one business gain and one personal gain for the week. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing the personal ones in particular, because it gives me a greater insight into who these human beings are that I work with day in and day out. And then it's an opportunity for them to see a part of my life. And so I think building some of those things where you make the emotional impact and the emotional connection with your team, you know, the emotional impact and connection is not just client facing. It's also for your team, right? You want them to buy into you. You want them to buy into your mission, into your purpose, and they will do that at a much greater level if they feel emotionally connected to you. Without question, 100% spot on. Okay. So I've mentioned these, these, these three letters EOS multiple times. And if you, if you're listening, you haven't heard it, you're probably like, Deirdre, Andrea, what on earth are you talking about? So can you describe what EOS is please? And then just Talk about why this is so powerful for businesses, but in particular, remote businesses. Absolutely. So EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. If you haven't read the book Traction, I would recommend that for everyone because Gina Wickman is an entrepreneur lifelong that built out the whole traction methodology and the EOS system. I'm an EOS implementer, and it's exciting because what I get to do is help business owners get more of what they want out of their business. And how we do that is with really three different things that we help them to get with simple tools in place. And again, all of it's in traction. If you want it, then there it is uh, out in the world for you to access. But really what it is, it's three different things that we help you to do. Vision, traction, and healthy. Vision is getting your leadership team 100% on the same page, rowing in the same direction, because guess what? Most of the time they're not. 
traction is all about accountability and discipline so that your vision is executed on. And no matter where you look in your organization, it is being executed. The vision is happening because there are accountability and disciplines in place that you're looking at on a regular basis with a meeting pulse. And you said L10, which is a level 10 meeting, and that's EOS language. And the last one is healthy. This is getting your leaders and your entire team to be cohesive, functional, transparent, and working all together. And by the way, having fun doing it because guess what? Most of the time they're not. So as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the organization. And if we can get the, the vision 100% throughout the whole entire firm, we have traction and the accountability to execute on that vision. And we have a healthy, cohesive team. We have done great work within your business and creating a legacy potentially beyond your even lifetime for your business. So I will say again, get the book traction, but if you want the movie version of that, I'd love to offer your listeners a 90 minute meeting. It will go over the entire process, what that looks like complimentary. So this is your crazy good talk complimentary offer. I'd love to do a 90 minute meeting with all of your listeners in order to share with you even more in depth of what traction, what vision, traction, and healthy is all about. It's awesome. Okay, that's awesome and super generous. I can speak from experience. We started implementing EOS into our business last May, and it has been a game changer. It has been an absolute game changer. And here's the thing I want you to think about. You might be listening going, oh, my business is too small for that. I had one one like full-time team member when we started. I had freelancers and other people were using, but I had one and now we have, you know, four. And so but that's part of running on EOS though, is is yep. growing that way, right? Absolutely. But don't think you're you're too small or really probably even too big to implement EOS. It's just a way to um, organize your business so that you're not a crazy lunatic as the owner <laughs> feeling like, right? Like the way I would say it, Andrea, is that I was like the conductor of the band and then I'm first violin, conductor of the band, first violin, conductor of the band, now I'm the flute. I mean, like craziness. And um, there's no there's no reason why you have to operate that way. And so if you feel like you're juggling a ton of balls and then you're just watching them drop because we're not sure who on the team is supposed to pick them up or you don't even have someone to pick them up, right? Then That's or exactly you don't even know if right. you have the right balls. EOS and traction is just a great great, a great way to, to solve that problem. And it's not something, if you have a great implementer working with you, like, like Andrea, it's not something that's super hard to integrate into your business if you make a commitment to do it. So thank you for making that offer. That is super generous. So you're saying it's a 90 minute session where you can do this virtually, correct this with them virtually, get together with the leadership team and you sharing what this is and and what this could look like in their business. Is that what you absolutely, do? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the movie version of the book traction may not have okay. the best actress, but it's the movie version of the book <laughs> traction. So if you are into audio books, that's what this is in this moment. Cause it's a, it's a nice overview of the whole entire process. If you want to implement EOS into your business, it's worth it. And guess what? Whether you decide to implement with me or any of my implementer peers, because we have, guess what, 450 implementers across the country. Mm -hmm. Now across the country, over 150,000 plus companies are running on EOS and in 13,000 different organizations. So it's awesome. 
traction is getting traction because yeah. it's working. So if any of your listeners want to experience the high level overview of that and to launch you into helping you to implement EOS, I would love to do that. I'm passionate about it. I know it works. All of the tools and templates and everything that's available to you is absolutely something that's game-changing for your business. Yeah. And what I love, it goes across industry. I mean, it could, you could be in any industry. There's That's no, exactly right. Yeah. That's there's no exactly industry right. specific. So how would people get in touch with you? So our website is ironstonehq.com. And you'll see on the toolbar right on our website, it says run on EOS. And it okay, takes you great. right to all of the information that you need. You can call us though as well, 800 917-8020, but the website's going to be the easiest thing. Uh, of course, I'm on LinkedIn and I know, Deirdre, you're going to send out to your listeners um, yes. lots of details. We Just to tie back to the remote, we have a remote work tool, one pager uh, that we're going to give out to you guys along with a 90-minute meeting offer. And can't wait to see the successes and hear the successes that all your listeners have from these great tools. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. So we can put your 90 minute, um, sorry, we can put the, the link to your website in the show notes, but we can also put your one pager. Do you want to do that? We'll just That's put that perfect. in the show notes as well. That's okay. perfect. Absolutely. That's awesome. Okay. So before we wrap up, what's, what's one piece of wisdom, maybe what's one mistake you've seen someone made and, oh my gosh, if they had just done this, they could have been, you know, avoided that mistake or just something that you're like, oh my gosh, if everybody did this one thing, then this remote work experience could be make, just yes, stellar. Yes. I got it. It's yeah. make yourself present, make yourself present and show your presence. So what I mean by that is make sure that you are visible to your teammates because you're really not sitting beside them now. So make sure that you're visible online, that you're vocal online, that you are reaching out and connecting to them and that you are present and focused on your work when you are at work in this new weird environment that we're in, especially if you've never done remote and it's only because of the, the 2020 year that it caused it. So if you're new to remote, it's really critical to be purposeful with your presence and showing people that you're online more communication and be present and be focused on your work. Love that. Andrea Schlapia, thank you for joining me. I always love this time we spend together. And I really appreciate this conversation and all the wisdom that you just gave to the Crazy Good Talks community. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, Deirdre. We could talk for hours. <laughs> yes, we absolutely could. So if you like this show, please subscribe and please share it with your friends. We would really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.